0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Grab your Bibles and if you're not already standing, stand in honor of the reading of the Word of the Lord today. I'm so full that I don't know uh, what all is about to come out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just gotta be I just gotta be honest with you I, oh, I've just been saying Lord help me Jesus uh, but so I wanna we're gonna start today in the book of Acts uh, reading the, this, the the first st- or the story of the upper room and uh, and then we're gonna allow the Lord you know I've been preaching this series on faith called Faith the Showstopper. And uh, man, I've been watching the faith of this ministry just rise right here to where people are receiving miracles and healings and stuff like that, and deliverance. And I told you, I said, I'm going to keep preaching it. I'm going to keep preaching until the Holy Ghost tells me to stop. Because when Jesus said, Jesus said this, he said, when the Son of Man comes back, he did not say, will I really find this or that? He said, will I really find faith on the earth? That means Jesus said, when I come back, I, there's going to be one thing that's a rare commodity. is faith. So I'm going to keep preaching. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former account I made, O Theopolis, all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day which he was taken up after he thought after after through the holy spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to what to what to what jesus made it his purpose to preach and teach the kingdom of god The apostles preached and taught the kingdom of God. What should the church be doing? There we go. Everything else, bye-bye. The kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I think my help showed up just then and being assembled together with them he commanded them to to not depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father which he said you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, uh, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons, which the father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, when they had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold two men stood by them in white apparel and said men of Galilee why do you stand gazing into the heaven this same Jesus who was taken up from you in heaven will also come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet which was near Jerusalem about a Sabbath day journey and when they had entered they went up into the upper room everybody shout upper room they went into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thom- uh, Thomas, Bartholomew, uh, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with what? One accord, one accord, with pr- in prayer and supplication with the women and the Mary, the mother, uh, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. I want to go over to chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. I don't want to skip over that too fast. Every time I say that, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said they were all with one accord. In one place. Here we are. They were all in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them uh, tongues of fire as it sat upon each one of them and some of them were filled with the holy ghost and most of them were filled with the holy ghost And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Hallelujah. Now let's go over to verse 41 and through 47. I'm almost done. Stay with me. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. And in the breaking of bread and in prayers, then fear came upon every soul. It's talking about the fear of God. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, anyone who had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all people And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Hallelujah. One more verse of Scripture and then I'm done. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Oh, praise the Lord. Verse 49. Listen to what Jesus said here. I came to send fire on the earth. Oh, oh my God. He said, I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on the earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division from, from, from now on, or from now on, five in one house will be divided three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter. You know, y'all, y'all read it all. Basically, he's saying, when you get this fire right here, this fire right here will begin to purge. It'll begin to divide some stuff. He said, but don't turn around and be swayed by nothing else because when you get this fire that I am baptized with, that I send on you, I want you to know my name and the glory of my name will be your top priority and that fire will continue to be kindled in you and it's going to divide some stuff, but free- not because I am your Lord your God, my God. Somebody shout fire. fire, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I I stand, I thank you so much for the opportunity to preach your word to your people under your anointing for your glory for your name's sake. I humble myself. I yield this vessel one more time, God, for you to fill it to overflowing and for you to fulfill your will. Father God, in the name of Jesus, look upon my availability and not my ability today. And I pray, Lord, that all that is said and done will be according to what you have spoken. Nothing more, nothing less. Lord, in the name of Jesus, may the Holy Ghost River begin to flow through this house now. May fire begin to fall on people. Lord, may people say, just as the two witnesses on the road to Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us? Father God, in the name of Jesus, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. Your perfect will, God, on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. And we give you praise for your word. Everybody that agrees, shout hallelujah and give the Lord praise for his word today. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Those of you watching, you may be seated in your homes today. I'm going to, this is part four, faith, the showstopper. I'm going to, I'm going to, it might not go, it might not hit the, uh, it might not hit fifth gear in the first five minutes, but just stay with me. We're going to get there. I'm, this is, I'm preaching from the subject title today, Upper Room Faith, Upper Room Power. Upper Room Faith, Upper Room Power. The day of Pentecost was a day, it was a, it was a day like no other day. Um, and, and let me just say this in case you're new to the faith. The only, the only other day that I could possibly, that, that, that would possibly uh, be greater than the day of Pentecost is the day that Jesus Christ hung on a cross for the sins of mankind. Three days later, he was raised from the dead. During those three days, he went down into the, in the pits of hell kicked the teeth out of the devil, got back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. The Bible says made a public spectacle of principalities and powers and all kinds of names. Walked through the halls of hell, jingling the keys right here, and came back up out of it three days later. Walked the earth for 40 days, showing himself to people, saying, put your hand here, and put your hand here, and put your hand here. Give me some fried fish and something to eat. I'll eat in front of you and let you know I ain't no ghost. I have been raised from the dead. I am the one that they spoke about hundreds of years ago. Here I am, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. I am the one who was and is to come, and I am coming back. He stands on, he sits there, and and he's preaching to him on a mountain, and the Bible says that he is ascended into heaven, and the angel said, what are y'all looking at? There's a lot of work to do. Go back into Jerusalem and do what he told you to do. So the, so the, 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 uh, the disciples and the, the group that were with them, they go back to Jerusalem and go back to the upper room. And for 10 days, there they are in the upper room. Now some people, they get this number because they, they said there was about 500 people gathered together that day at the, at the Galilee when Jesus was telling them to go to the upper room. But we know 10 days later, there's only 120. There was about 500 that day at 120. They say 380 left. I don't know. I wasn't there. But what I do know is that the 120 that were assembled in that upper room, I I know that every one of them got filled with the Holy Ghost. I know that every one of them got the power of God. Now, this is a day like no other Why? Because this was the day for the very first time that God's power came to dwell inside of man It didn't come just to rest on him. It didn't just come to help him with when he was fighting philistines It didn't just come for him to call down fire. It didn't just come for him to separate the Red Sea But God said this time when I show up, I ain't leaving I'm gonna tabernacle in man. I'm gonna make my home inside of man and so on the when the day of the Pentecost had fully come they were in one place in one accord and they were praying and in unity and the Bible says there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind and the whole place where they were assembled together they were filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance and this is the reason that is a day like no other because God said here you go I'm not just gonna do it for you Jesus said it is to your benefit that I go away because if If I don't go away, the helper cannot come. But if I go away, I will send the helper to you. And when the helper shows up, you ain't got to worry about whether he's here or not. The helper will be with you, and he will be in you, and he will always be with you. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you believe that right now. Let me set it up properly. You see why Jesus was on the earth? He was the helper. If somebody needed a healing, they brought him to Jesus. If they needed provision and they only had five loaves and two fish, they brought it to Jesus. Uh, If there was somebody that had leprosy, they brought him to Jesus. When the boy had a demon and nobody could cast it out, they brought him to Jesus. And Jesus was the helper. But Jesus said, I'm going away. And I'm sending one of the same kind. I'm sending the helper to you. And now you can be getting help in Butts County, Georgia, and being helped in Nairobi, Kenya, and helped in New York City, and helped in Russia, all at the same time. Now you have the power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you and quickens your mortal body. Somebody say helper. So this was a day like no other. Think about this. That God says, God says, I'm going to show up and put power. Everybody shout power. Power in my creation. And this was the reason it was so special also because in the past, only your priests could do things like this. Only your Levites might be able to do things like this. Only prophets and only only special people. But God said, oh, my men servants... And on my maid service, I'm about to pour out my spirit. He said, I don't care if they make minimum wage or they make a million dollars a year. If they got faith in the upper room, they're going to come out with upper room power. I'm going to pour it out on all flesh. Hallelujah. This is why this was so special. I'm just setting it up so we can preach today. This was the day of Pentecost. It was a day where God birthed. The New Testament church. This was the day that God put his power inside of his own creation. This is an event like no other foreign times uh, past the spirit of God came upon people. But this is the time where God said, I'm no longer just going to come and come on you and leave. I'm going to live inside of you. Not only did he come to live inside of human beings, but give them the power of the living God. Watch this. He came to live in whosoever would. I came to tell you today the only prerequisite for you receiving the power of the living God is that the blood of Jesus has washed away your sins. The Holy Ghost ain't asking you what your past was. The Holy Ghost ain't asking you how rich you are. The Holy Ghost ain't asking you what color you are. The Holy Ghost don't care what side of the tracks you are from. The Holy Ghost don't care if your mom and dad is rich or they were poor. The Holy Ghost don't care if they were locked up or they were free. I came to tell you if you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, whosoever will will cry out for the Lord, he'll fill you with Pentecostal power to do a Pentecostal task in a Pentecostal time. Hallelujah. Church, the way, listen, if you're writing anything down today, I know many of you just listening, that's good, but if you're writing anything down today, I want you to, want you to get this right here. The way God birthed the New Testament church was the way he planned for the church to always operate. Think about this. He did not birth the New Testament church and say, okay, this was your greatest day. He did not birth the New Testament church and say, okay, this was your end. He said, he birthed the New Testament church and said, this is your beginning. My God right there. The way he birthed the New Testament church was the way he planned for the New Testament church to always function and operate. How did he birth the New Testament church? He birthed the New Testament church in prayer. He birthed the New Testament church in unity. He birthed the New Testament church in love. And he birthed the New Testament church in a supernatural experience from heaven. And with the participation of the Holy Ghost. This is how he said, I want you to function. I want you to to operate. I want you to continue in the day. You are not, the church was never created to operate absent from the upper room." Somebody clap for the Lord because that was a word the church was never I uh, was supposed to operate apart from the upper room hallelujah The way God birthed the church was the way he intended on it continuing But unfortunately the church has moved away from the upper room Where prayer unity power and glory poured out and they moved into the living room Where comfort feelings laziness and division begin to get poured out tell your neighbor. It's time to get back no, no, no! Tell your neighbor. It's time to get back. It's time to get back to the upper room. It's I even God didn't call you to the living room. God called you to the upper room. He said, "I want to pour out power in this last day." Hallelujah. The areas, the areas that we see the church lacking and and falling short. Listen carefully now. The there areas. Are, are let me say this. It is a result of being absent. From the upper room. It is a result of not being freshly filled with the power of the spirit. Now I didn't say it was a result of the church not speaking in tongues. (laughs) I said it was a result of the church not receiving power. Not functioning in power. It's a result Of the church lacking Pentecostal power the number one reason for the upper room experience was for the church to receive power everybody shout power Power. it was not for the church to be able to speak in other tongues the tongues were given as a sign he said this is the evidence that you have received power and, there, and we know later where the gifts came, and the gifts came in the tongues, and we know we got a prayer language in the tongue. And I thank God, for all that. I speak in tongues a bunch. But God did not send the church to the upper room just to get a prayer language. God sent the church to the upper room to get some power, to get some power to not give in to demons. Oh, I feel like preaching now to get some power to not give in to temptation, to get some power to not give in to division, to get some power to go out and lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover, to get some power to back down demons, to get some power to walk in a neighborhood. And say this is the property of the kingdom of God. Let it come forth now God sent the church to get some power Hallelujah. Hallelujah This was the main objective of the upper room experience Jesus knew I'm just about ready to preach stay with me. Jesus knew that the church without power would be nothing more than a religious organization full of man's ways, man's rules, and man's wisdom. He knew that the church without power would be nothing more than a rigid, lifeless, worldly system that already existed and was run by the Pharisees. So Jesus knew that the power, watch this. He knew that a church without power would be a group of people that did not change the world, but were changed by the world. And I'm going to preach now. He knew that the church without power would offer salvation without repentance, fear over faith, and cultural relevance over biblical revelation. But I have been to the upper room, and I am ready to release some power from the Holy Ghost on the church right now, My- This is what happens to a church don't have no power. They get swayed by all kinds of stuff happening around them and forget you were put here to seek and save the lost and bring the kingdom of God. What we see happening today is as a result of the church spending way too much time in the world and neglecting its reservation that has been placed at the upper room. Selah. The problem is that we have taken Pentecostal moments. Listen carefully. I don't want you to misconstrue this. The problem is that we have taken Pentecostal moments and exchanged them for exercising Pentecostal power. There is nothing wrong with Pentecostal moments. Oh, I love to get in the presence of the Lord, Brother Timothy. I love for, to lay hands on people and to have hands laid on me. I love to experience God's glory. I love for the Lord to touch me in a powerful way. But can I tell you, this is not the substitute for exercising Pentecostal power. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pentecostal power was supposed to be going out throughout the four walls of the church. Pentecostal church was supposed to, Pentecostal power was supposed to be going into the neighbor's house. Pentecostal power was supposed to be going into the boss man's house. Pentecostal power was supposed to show up in the government and supposed to show up in the jailhouse and the white house and the crack house all at the same time. It was supposed to show up and God said, this is not a substitute. Your moment is not a substitute. To for exercising my power, I still want you going out laying hands on the sick. But what about the coronavirus? I got a word for you. If there's any sick among you, call for the elders of the church, anoint their heads with oil, and pray the prayer of faith, and they shall recover. I got a word for you. By his stripes, I am healed, my God. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching now. He said, go out there and lay some hands on some people. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you were here last week? Raise your hand. Lift your hand. Let me say this. Thank you for those of you that have been coming back. I give God praise for you. We've been praying for you. Don't ever doubt that we love you. I promise you. I love you in the name of Jesus. Last week, I shared a testimony. Y'all know our dear, I'm going to share it for the people that don't know about it. But our, brother, our dear brother, Mac Tars had got the COVID-19. The runner was trying to take him out. They called us and they said, church, you got to pray. We was in a prayer meeting that Tuesday evening. We prayed for him right here in the, in the, in the, in the prayer meeting. We stopped everything. The Holy Ghost stopped. Me. He said, he stopped me. If, if you were in the prayer meeting, you can testify to this. I stopped and I said, there's an urgent need in the house. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Sister Tanja came down, and said, "I want to, I want to lift up Brother Mac Tars for you. For, for I want to lift his name up, stand in proxy for him. I want God to touch him." So we prayed for him. We got out of here. Uh, that uh, we he was leaving. I told Pastor Jason. I said, "I wish there was a way I could get a handkerchief to him." See, Brother Kenny, I still believe in some crazy stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, no, 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 y'all don't understand. I, I resist the world's ways and I still believe that you can put handkerchiefs on men of God and the anointing of braids somebody up when you lay it on somebody. I still believe in stuff like this. I, so, I, I said, I wish we could get a handkerchief to him. I got home, I was trying to scarf down, I forget what Lisa had, I think it was some pinto beans or some, some uh, let me get that right, some lima beans or some and some corn. Or, anyway, y'all got hungry already. And so I, I called, Pastor Jason called me, he said, listen, I just talked with Meek. I call him Meek, we grew up together. I live right here, Mac Tars and them live across the street. That's the I don't understand this racism stuff. Anyway, that's for another Sunday. And so anyway, and so I talked to Meek. or she he said, I just talked to Meek," and, and she said, would you come over and pray? I said, go get a handkerchief. God's done her my heart. And we went up, Pastor Jason and my witness, we went over there in that living room. And we got down on our knees, and I put oil on that handkerchief, Katoboseke, and we called down God on that handkerchief. And I said, I don't know how y'all going to get it to him, but if you'll get it to him, God will raise him up. And I ain't going to tell you how we got it to him, but they put the handkerchief on his head the next morning, and my brother's been raised up by the power of the living God. What are you telling me? Jesus Christ is greater than any virus, any sickness, any disease, and anything coming against the church right now. I'd exalt the name of Christ. And when he, gets, when he gets back here, we're going to let him testify. I want to know what he saw. I still believe in stuff like this. I still believe in Pentecostal power. I still believe in a pentecostal anointing. I still believe in a pentecostal glory. I still believe in a pentecostal fire I still believe in pentecostal truth and I still believe in the word of the living God He said heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy word shall always remain What we see today as a result of the church Not having visited the upper room in a while. Got to go in and clean out some cobwebs. Well, Pastor, I've been praying in tongues, but yeah, do you have power? Do you have boldness? I want to know, do you got boldness? Because that's what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to give you dunamis. I'm going to give you dynamite. I'm going to give you power to be bold and a witness for my name's sake. That's what he said. Did I add to it? That's what he said. I'm going to give you power to be a witness. A witness for what? For me. For me. Not nothing else. For me. If you lack power and boldness, you're not witnessing for Christ. We must return. I'm still in my introduction. Stay with me. (laughs) Y'all stay with me now. Uh, We're just going to preach until the Holy Ghost said that's enough. How about that? It might be five minutes from now. I don't know. But but we're just going to be led by the Spirit of God today. We must return to the upper room and receive power to be a witness in these last days. In the book of 1 Kings, Elijah was at a home of a widow in Zarephath. And the and the widow said, man of God, y'all stay with me. Man of God, my son has died. Have you come? Have you come to expose my sin and to bring judgment? Isn't it amazing that anything bad happens? They blame the church. Isn't it amazing? Everything that goes wrong, it's the church's fault. This is a spirit, and don't give in to it. So the man of God says, okay, I'll tell you what, give me the boy. This is what, this is what the fivefold ministry is tasked with in this day right now. Give me the church. I know it ain't breathing, oh here we go, I know it lays lifeless. I know you don't think it can be revived but if you'll give me the church I'm gonna take it up to the upper room I'm gonna lay across it and I'm gonna call the same power down upon the church that was called down upon me and it will breathe when it comes back down and be alive again in the name of Jesus this is what the five-fold is tasked with give me the church and let's go to the upper room Give me the church, and let's go to the upper room. Give me a prayer meeting, and let's go to the upper room. I don't want to be in the living room. I don't want to be in that room. Give me the church, and let's go to the upper room, and God will pour power again. Mm. And the Bible says that he went up there, and the boy was revived, and brought the boy back down to his, to his mama. So let's look at the church after the first, the New Testament church after the upper room experience. Let's look at it for a second. I'm not gonna preach too long on this. But God has some things to say. Number one, you see it in verse 41 in chapter 2 there was a strong commitment to win the lost. You know when you've been to the upper room. If you don't care about nobody getting saved, You need to visit the upper room. If your focus is on everything else but souls, I call you to the upper room today. Yeah, but what about this, pastor? What about this? If you've been to the upper room, if you've been to the upper room, souls, souls, souls. Do you know that there, you will not be able to take anything to heaven other than people? There ain't nothing else. I like this suit I got on. It fits me pretty well. I ain't going to tell you what kind it is. Ain't none of your business. But when I go to heaven, it stays here. I like this watch the church gave me. We ain't going to talk about what kind it is. I got enough haters. But when I go to heaven, it's going to stay here. And guess what? And all your stuff is too. I ain't seen one person be able to take it yet No matter how rich they were no matter how powerful they were no matter where they came from when they died their stuff stayed here You want to know who I can take every last one of y'all? And when the roll is called up yonder, I want to be there I want to have every one of you up there with me and when they come in they are gonna say abundant life church has arrived in heaven they are shouting they're praising they don't care about that they want to see Jesus that's who you get to take that's all you get to take so why not focus on winning souls and leave the rest to the world (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah Proverbs eleven thirty: 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Daniel 12, 3, and they that, w- they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and, they, and they, that turn to, uh, they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever and ever. Church, please hear me. There is a lot going on. There is a lot happening. There's a lot trying to monopolize your affection. There's a lot competing for your attention. There's a lot doing its best to get your focus. But I tell you in the name of Jesus, don't let it succeed against you today. Keep your focus. Keep your attention. Keep your affection on the right things. You are here to win the lost. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, pastor, you got a word for that? I sure do. Second Timothy 2.4. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. There you go. Beloved, when you are in the upper room on a regular basis, you desire. You desire to see souls saved. Matter of fact, that desire gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I've noticed that when my, when, when, when my desire to see souls soul saved and one for Jesus Christ is strong and healthy, it's hard for other things to get my attention. It's hard for storms to get me swayed. It's hard for stuff that would usually might take me out. It don't have no effect on me. Number two, you see this in verse 42 in, in the book of Acts in chapter 2 they had a strong commitment to the teaching of the kingdom and submission to their leaders. Can I get a good amen in the house of God? Matthew 4, 17, from the time Jesus began to preach, watch this, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what he preached. This is what he taught. Well, Jesus don't live in this time. Well, I got to tell you something. Jesus lives in every time. Acts 28 31 proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance Matthew 6 seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you The Bible says they continued in the apostles doctrine and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayers In other words, the apostles were teaching and preaching exactly what Jesus told them to teach and preach He commanded them to preach and teach the gospel in the kingdom of God Therefore anything else that tried to come in they pushed out why because the church realized it had a commitment to the the gospel and a commitment to the kingdom. I come to tell you today my number one allegiance is not to my skin color. It is not to my nationality. It is not to my money. It is not to where I live. My number one allegiance is to the kingdom of the most high God. My number one allegiance is to the church of Jesus Christ and this is where I stand. That church was in the upper room and kept a commitment to the kingdom of God. They kept this commitment to submit to their leaders. Brothers and sisters, this is very important right now since everyone and their mama has a voice on social media. Well, everybody got a voice. Everybody. You don't even know who they are. Believe in what they say. Believe, want to follow them? You don't even know their manner of life. At least we've lived it in front of you. At least we have it. At least we have put ourselves transparent before you. Here's my scars. Here's my failures. Here's my good. Here's my bad. And you have you have a history of of experience. Just because somebody's got a mic and a pulpit don't mean they're doing anything for the kingdom. I said it. I said it. When the church is regularly in the upper room, listen now, they have an ear to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying. When you are in the upper room regularly, you have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying, not what a spirit is saying. Just because you heard a whisper don't mean it's the voice of God. I feel like dropping the mic right now. Just because somebody whispered in your ear does not mean it is the voice of God. Well, I was, I woke up and they whispered, I heard a voice say, do this. Well, is it God. How do I know if it's God? Well, when you open this thing up right here. God ain't going to contradict himself. God ain't going to tell me to do this and then go tell me to do that. He's not going to contradict himself. Stay with me now. We won't get there, man. I've been praying for, I've been praying all week. Lord baptize us all i'm talking about me too with fresh fire and fresh power I've been praying all week long. God, I want to see some power come on the church. I want to see people walk out of that place and they're so full of power that they go turn their homes upside down with the glory. They go turn the restaurants upside down with the glory. They go turn where they work upside down with the glory. And everybody said, I don't know what happened Sunday, but the person that left here Friday is not the same person that showed up here Monday. There's a glory cloud on them. There's an anointing on them. There's a power in them and they're spiritual. Speaking something different than they were Friday God must have moved where they were at and I want to go with them next Sunday this is what I'm talking about hallelujah oh Lord let's go on because I I'm running out of time here number three. Oh goodness this is another one Acts chapter 2 you'll see it in verse 44 y'all just reference it down you can, you can read it later, or you can read it now, whatever. But they were completely sold out to unity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's a good word. Completely sold out to unity. Yeah. Ephesians 4.3, endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Acts 4.32, now all the multitude with those who believe were of one heart, one soul, Neither did anyone say that the things that they possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Church, this is what I found. When the church stands up and says that we're going to be of one heart and one soul, you got to get ready. It isn't that there's an attack coming that can take us out. It's that the enemy's going to test, do you really believe what you say? I mean, it's one thing to stand up here and say, hey, we're all one heart, we're all one soul. I got your back, you got my back. The devil says, okay, let's test that. Now, that don't mean he's going to win. It just means he's going to come and say, okay, do you really believe this? Y'all know what I say around here. A man can make his mouth say anything. Do you really believe this? Church, when you've been to the upper room on a regular basis, watch this now. I'm going to say a few things and then... uh, Well, somebody give Jesus a hand clap for three seconds. Come on, one, two, three. When you've been to the upper room, it's difficult. I'm not saying impossible, but it's difficult for you to hate your brother and sister. When you've been to the upper room, it is difficult for you to stay offended. it is difficult for you to stay bitter. When you've been to the upper room, it is difficult for you to be jealous of other people. Because something happens in the upper room. Something happens when, you, when, when that power is filling your life. And God said, okay, now... Here's my presence. Here's my anointing. I'm communion with you. Let's deal with that. Let's, let's talk about this. Well, oh, wait a minute, Lord. I... No, 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 no. Let's deal with this. When you have been receiving the glory and the power of God on a regular basis... It's difficult for you to use your words, tear down people. Have you ever been in one of those moments where you're about to say something, the Holy Ghost says, don't you dare let that come out your mouth. I've been there. So here's transparent moment of the day. (laughs) And I wish I obeyed him more than I do. There are times I, I, I still mess up. I know I'm the only one. I know this, man. But I mean, there's been times where I had to stop in the middle of the sentence and could not even complete the thought. Because the Holy Ghost said, Really? (laughs) You got it all like, you got it together like that, son? Sorry, Lord, let me kick this back in me and we'll talk about this later and get it out of me because it don't belong in me or coming out of me. Number four, there was, and you see this in verse 45, there was a spiritual and biblical revelation and obedience of generosity. Luke 6, 38, Given it will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over with men, heaping into your bosom, for with the same measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived, for God is not mocked, for whatever man sows, that he will also reap. you got to watch what you do today, because what you do today determines your harvest for tomorrow. And it might feel good right now, but you have no idea you're jeopardizing and compromising what God wants to bring in your life next week. Oh my God, I feel like preaching right there because what you're planning today is going to come up next week. And when you have, when you've been in that upper room for a little while, all this is a revelation to you. Number five, let me, let me finish here. Verse 46 and 47. They had a trust and faith in God's plan to grow the church. Can the church give the Lord a hand clap for that right there? They had a trust in a pl- They Listen, they trusted in God's plan. They didn't, find, they didn't try to go find out what the next gimmick was. They didn't take a survey of the region and say, what do y'all want? They didn't turn around and take a survey of the church and say, what can we do that, that might, that might, uh, you know, make people feel more comfortable about coming? They said, Holy Ghost, we're going to lean hard on you. We're about to lean hard on your anointing. I'm about to lean hard on your wisdom, Holy Ghost. I'm about to lean hard on your glory because I know that when you show up, the captives are made free. I know that when you show up, the lost are born again. I know that when you show up, the chains have to fall. I know that when you show up, all mindsets end up getting broken down. I know that when you show up, you add to the church daily those who are being saved. They had a trust in the Lord. They didn't lean on man's ways. They didn't lean on man's understanding. They knew if they continued in the power of the spirit they would that God would grow the church. Well, Lord, well pastor, how do you know that? Because Jesus told me in Matthew chapter 16, this is my church and I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He told me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I put members in the body just as I please. So I ain't got to worry about what they're doing, what they want or what they need. God said if you'll trust in me, I will grow the house. Uh, they, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, they labor in vain. Church, we gotta get back to the upper room and get filled with the power of God and say, Lord, build it as you wanna build it. Grow it as you wanna grow it. Anoint it like you wanna anoint it. Do what you wanna do in it. This is your house. Mm. They knew that when challenges came up, Holy Ghost was going to help them through it. They knew that when problems came up, the Holy Spirit would help them defeat it. They knew that when giants came up, the Holy Spirit would give them the victory. This is what I'm talking about, church. When's the last time you were in the upper room? I'm gonna let that sit for a minute. Those of you, I haven't been talking to many of you today on Facebook land. Forgive me. When's the last time you were in the upper room? I'm not talking about going in shouting at God on what he needs to do for you. I'm not talking about you going in and commanding God. When was the last time? walked into the upper room and said Lord here I am would you please fill me afresh with fire and power God there's people that I can't love unless you help me love them there's people God that I'm struggling to forgive unless you help me forgive them Jesus I know me and without you and your power I cannot display your light in the earth here I am God would you put fresh power and fire back in me And this is what I love about God. Here I am to worship. This is what I love about God. Is that you can come. He already knows what's going on. He already knows you're struggling. He already knows what's done went wrong. He already knows how you failed He already knows That you haven't been in the upper room in a while But he says come on in. I've been saving you a seat That's my God I've been saving you a seat <laughs> and you know what? I've been waiting on you. I ain't giving up on you. I'm not giving up on you one leg. The promise I gave you five years ago, same promise I got for you today. The purpose I had for you, the call I had on you, it's still here. I'm waiting on you in the upper room. So church today, bow your heads all over this place. Those of you watching right now, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you. Right now, it's time to get right. It's time to get right. The Lord's ministering in this place, and I know He's ministering to you that are watching today. I know I've said some things that kind of you felt might have been a little bit rough. I'm just pushing the darkness off of you, that's all I'm doing. I ain't after you, I'm after the Spirit trying to get you. I love you, don't doubt that. Love compels to tell the truth, that's what it is. I'm after the Spirit trying to get you. So all over this place right now, Pastor, today, I'm away from God. Sin has separated me from the Lord. Pastor, or I've never given my life to Jesus Christ, and today I need to commit my life to Christ. I'm ready to to sell out to the kingdom. Here I am, Lord. Would you please forgive me of my sin? And and would you please? I want to make you Jesus, Lord of my life today. this This is the cry going out. Not only in this building, but across the airwaves today. This is the cry going out. Here I am, God. I need to commit or recommit my life to Christ. If that's your heart's cry when I count to three today, I want you to raise your hand. Can you bring the house lights up just a little bit for me so I can see? But if you say, Pastor, would you please pray for me? I need to commit or recommit my life to Christ. I want you to pray for me. When I say three, you lift your hands. Are you ready? One, two, three. Lift your hands right now. Lift them up right now. I see your hands over here, ma'am. Just keep them lifted right now. Anybody else in this place? Anybody else? I want to see you today. I see your hand in the back back there, ma'am. Anybody else? Pastor, I need you to pray for me. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content, And to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.